Hey. Hey, you what? very specific one listener, unless you're sharing <laughs> headphones. It's possible. Or you're blasting this from speakers. But let me just speak specifically to you. Listener. Miguel. We're talking to you, Miguel. <laughs> Hi, Miguel. Hi, Miguel. Hi, Miguel. <laughs> Welcome to Y'all Ever. It's a Hello. podcast. I'm Hampton Yunt. And I am Dave Ross. This is a comedy mental health podcast where we typically talk about i don't know observational humor which relates deep <laughs> to the human soul there i said it we're a wow. deep podcast what fuck you yeah. fuck you but this week dave and i are sad sad sad, sad pod sad pod. we can't get over our friend's death yeah um, friend's death it's our, very our <laughs> dead, 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 dead dead i uh this is very real that we are being yeah 100 serious not everybody knows uh, L.A. comedy, uh, you know, but there has been a passing uh, in our community. A very close friend of Dave and I yeah. and uh, Georgia, everyone we know. Uh, Let's leave Georgia out of this, please. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My wife has no place in this podcast. This is a guys only therapy sesh. This is dudes only feeling sad look i'm not party. saying that because it's how i feel i'm saying it because it's what mm. richard would have wanted <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true he, could, he probably couldn't stand my wife i'm just guessing he never said anything but i'm guessing he probably had problems no, they hung out and they loved each other but i'm just uh, guessing that he secretly felt uh, that way <laughs> all right i gotta get i gotta get pumped because this could be this could be a sad episode i, I don't know why but it just could be so <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get pumped. Let's. Not, this is the guys. Yeah. This is the guys zone. Yeah, for, dude. Here we go. Let's do it together. Hey. I was putting on Joker makeup while you were doing. That, I know man. you, dude. There's no American flag in your room. <laughs> Look us up on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/user/slash/y'all slash slash ever. I can't see. Yeah. There's no more American flags. Crazy. All right, to reference, yes, I have had an American flag in my room a lot because I'm constantly patriotic. I'm constantly, I'm constantly upset about things or I'm proud of things, so it comes out a lot. But if, yeah, if you've it's seen not, that Mel, today. if you've seen that Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot, that is about <laughs> Hampton. That <laughs> Hampton is that very is... old and very patriotic. It's a very fun movie where it's like it's just a pastiche of all of history in that time where it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, none of this happened, but it's like, <laughs> and then I fucking, I signed the Declaration of Independence <laughs> yeah. and I shot fucking King George in the fucking dick, man. Like, it's like all in a week, all happened inside of one time, you know, his family it's, gets hurt. He kills the fucking King of England. It, it's like in a week. basically a movie about what would have happened if Mark Wahlberg was on <laughs> the planes. <laughs> like, <laughs> The Patriot Two. The Patriot Two. Wahlburgers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much like he was like, what would how would William Wallace from Braveheart oh, handle yeah. uh, being an American? Which, but, by the way, 
Braveheart was also a bunch of bullshit. Like that, some of that happened, but it wasn't true. He just like wants oh, to no, make no. movies. Mel Gibson likes to make movies where he like kills God yeah. or whatever. The only the I, only <laughs> one that happened verbatim is Passion of the Christ. That every you know the Jewish people in the crowd, the whispers <laughs> yeah. of the devil, all of that, mm-hmm. all of that happened. That's the one. I think also Apocalypto was pretty accurate. <laughs> Man, I forgot about Apocalypto. That, that it was name, good. I liked that one, actually. That name doesn't match. You know what I mean? No, like, it's just no. like, why does it have that shitty fucking name? I no, imagine it's, it's kind of good. It's kind of good. Yeah, well, it's because I I think it's because Mel Gibson sucks at directing dialogue. I think that's what it is. Yeah, he he did direct that movie, right? Apocalypto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just imagine they're in the like meeting room about it, the writers' room, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna call it Mel Gibson O," and they're like, "No, dude, what the fuck?" I. How much do you want to be paid to make this movie? You owe me a blow job <laughs> in the hot tub. Just take that audio, Aristotle, of when he was yelling about his blow job in the hot tub to his wife, and uh, just drop that in, you know? Anytime. Damn, I've never heard that audio. Is that a real it's, thing? It's scary as shit. I've heard it's the scary. Jews thing that he said to the cop, which yeah. is like, what a wow. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's my ringtone. I mean, I, I hear it. A lot, but it's uh, my uh, North Star. I fucking, <laughs> I can't get out of bed without hearing that. Now that one is more popular, but then the one that was just it, in his just meltdown, his alcoholic meltdown of his divorce. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and it's like, of course that guy made Passion of the Christ. This dude has like such fucking demons. Like I just yes. watched that movie recently. Like I'd never seen it, and I was like, this is. I had to skip it. Like you know, like skip through it. Like it's it's unwatchable. It's literally. It's insane that literally every year Christians like spend money on it again. Like it, it just it keeps popping up on the charts. Like it's this movie that like Christians feel this duty of like every Easter you watch the Passion of the Christ, and it's like a snuff film. It is worse than Joker or any like disturbing movie. Wow. It's 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 up there with like Three Hundred Days of Sallow. That like. Man, Hampton, Fucking I didn't realize that movie. you worship the devil. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just didn't realize who my friend was this whole time. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> no, I miss my friend, dude. I miss, okay, let's get uh, back. I miss him, too. Because I, I feel like Richard mm-hmm. loved the devil. And I yeah. will say he would be kind of thrilled if hell existed a little bit. Totally, dude. There's a there's a Be drawing kind of going around. Who who made it? The of him with Kobe <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. We're talking about Richard Bain. Richard yeah. Bain uh, is one of the best comedians ever. He originally from Portland, yeah. moved yeah. down to L.A. And um, one of those people where like a lot of our friends are are fucking really fucking great comedians. We know a lot of really great comedians, and he was one of them. And he also was a very specific type of comedian that is, I think, it's my favorite type to watch, and I think Hampton's too. Someone yeah. who just, just wanted it to be fucking dumb. He yeah. literally... <clears throat> Pure comedy. Trained himself to, to drop his pants at any moment. 
That's a real, that's a real story that has come out. I love all the stories people are telling about Richard, like after he's, you know, he's passed, uh, for frame of reference also folks, he, uh, he died by suicide, but the, the stories of all his friends talking about him, one that recently just came out is Richard had trained himself to drop his pants without using his hands, like to, to just at any point have a perfect visual gag. Oh, and his other one, that's so universal is Richard falling down. Dude. He loved to do pratfalls. Comics don't do pratfalls. He did it at <laughs> Just for Laughs, which is like the hardest, biggest comedy festival to get into. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you do it for the first time, it's the most nerve-wracking shit ever. Hampton and I both did it. And like we both like cried half the days we were there. It's so upsetting. And apparently Richard... Gets called out in a theater with a thousand of the entertainment industry in front of him who had never seen him before. Walked out and fucking face planted immediately. <laughs> Here's the thing. Richard has jokes. <laughs> yes. Like he's, he's like a brilliant writer. So funny, he has dude. stories. He lives a life like this. So he literally is coming up with new bits all of the time. But it's like. You gotta give it up to somebody who can pull off something. Like it's not disingenuous. It kills. Dude. It's like it's so fucking funny. I posted this. I oh sorry, not posted. I talked about this on Get Stupid too. But but my like the 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 biggest I think stage memory I have of Richard is uh, Bridgetown is this was this great comedy festival that was so it was in Portland it was just the best comedy festival ever kind of a sleepaway camp for comics oh my god it was like yes. summer camp you know like and every you just summer like do Bridgetown yeah there was all so much camaraderie and you just wanted to kill so hard in front of your friends and comics oh, yeah. you had just met and that I was, was so young fun. so fun <clears throat> I was young the first time I did it I was like <clears throat> a few years in and there was a mic every night an open mic on the same street of all the venues. And I just, I I killed with a whole riffing set, just riffing on this painting in the room, and it meant so All much right. to me. That's a, that's the end of the episode, guys. Damn. You know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, uh, it's important for the story. I swear to God. Uh, Dave, no, yes. Kill so anyway, that's the story. Uh, Richard was there, and he really l- thought I was funny. So uh, <laughs> he thought I was really funny. So th- you know, that's why I liked him. <laughs> It yeah. was like, um, <laughs> fine, re- whether I killed or not, it felt really <laughs> good to me. There are all these big comics in the room. Ron Lynch was hosting. Everyone was destroying. Yeah. And uh, and I just like, I remember I was so excited because Dave Anthony saw me have a good set and Emily Heller saw me have a good set and Ben Kronberg and Ron and, I was, and Richard, who I fucking looked up to already. And he was so nice, dude. One of the things that was great about him was he was so much funnier than everybody, but he was just your biggest fan, no matter what. Yeah. He would just like yeah. walked up to me and he was like, what am I supposed to do, man? That was fucking incredible, dude. And I just felt so good. And then I'm not kidding. He walked on stage. And the reason it was important for me to say I killed is that I really kind of blew it up. It felt undeniably good. And so he walked on stage And I don't think he said a word his entire set. He walked on stage and he said, hello, and then his pants fell down. 
And then he turned around to pick him up and he mooned the crowd. And then he was like banging on the window at the back of the stage and screaming at people walking by. He walked out of the building and screamed at people on the street and then came back in and his pants fell again. And he killed so hard, dude, that it was literally embarrassing for me. Like I, I was like, I killed. And then during his set, I was like, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess my words were kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. But I'm like hearing that story. I'm like, how did this man kill himself? <laughs> It's like, wow, it seems nothing wrong. <laughs> right, right. But it's like, we all knew. Like, oh, that's the thing. Richard also, this is kind of important to mental health, I say, because he, uh, we're still going to get details about what happened fully, um, but it appears he took his life. And, you know, he was very open about his depression and like, yeah. but he's still like um, completely funny, completely open in every way. He was being funny and being open, but like he would let you know, like I've not been doing so good or I, I've been kind of upset. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's so sad because it's like, there's so many great stories about like times that he's killed. But one, I think what's really, you know, so tragic about this and just why it has such a heavy impact is like, there would already be enough stories about just what a great person he is. It doesn't, you know, it's like how funny he is, is just the cherry on top. Oh, of course. Um, but he was just like such a beloved person. Yeah. I, um, you know, when a comedian dies, everybody shares stories about how funny they are. Um, and I think it's because those are the, um, the like fun ones to share, you know? Um, and I th so I think that's good. It's hard not to, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, I it, it is definitely very very important to acknowledge. Like that doesn't. I really loved that guy, and it was because he would just like look at you and listen to you. And there just aren't a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. And you don't have to be like that to be a like good person, but it's very impressive. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are What are you? <laughs> I just want to be like. He's a lot like Jesus Christ, a certain, another certain uh, fallen child that, uh, you know, attracted yeah, yeah. a following. And no, it's like he just has that kind of ability to make you feel heard and make you feel like you're the funniest person, even though like, I mean, that's a, that's one memory I do have is in basically like sucking me off on a bit, like just being like mm -hmm. how f funny it was. But it was actually a bit that we were going to do together. And, like, it fucked up midway. And r to me, Richard was the guy who was saving the bit. Like, the, the whole right. thing was, like, blood was supposed to come down over his head. And, like, I was on the phone with him. I'm, like, into the microphone. But I'm the guy on the phone, like, screaming at him. I'm supposed to be his <laughs> wife or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, it didn't work. But, like, the blood didn't work. But, like, the whole bit just was so funny. Like, the back and forth of us. And like, he just worked for years. Like we talk about it or, you know, he'd be, he'd be like, that was just so fun. and so free. And like, he never, that was, yeah, he never made it was, about him. It was literally a moment which he doesn't know, but it, it like changed my view on approaching standup at the time. Like all I was doing was my material. 
which is like you organize the same four to 10 jokes and you're just moving them around and seeing what you can do with them. And it's like, he's just going up and doing a bit that then doesn't work. He like asked me five minutes beforehand to do it. Yeah. The whole thing was funnier than anything I'd written in like two years. Dude. And it was a bit that he would just be like, that was the most fun, man. That was so great. And it would make me feel like a million fucking dollars. Man, yeah. Yeah, he really... That's interesting. I had never thought about it, but I... But there aren't really... Like, we all, uh, amongst our friends, are pretty supportive. I I don't know. I, I don't really hang out with bitter comedians, I don't think. Maybe some, but... And, you know, bitterness happens, but you know what I mean. Like, it, there's a lot of complimenting, but... But there aren't a lot of people that go like way out of their way to really compliment you. And uh, yeah, like he could have silently been the guy who everyone just thinks is a genius and is like, thank you. Thank you. He doesn't right. go that extra step to be like, no, exactly. You were funny. <laughs> like, you know, he would like go way overboard and be like, how that was just, dude, I don't even know how you did that. Like he mm-hmm. was just a. It was also just cool to be around someone who's so good, who's also just so, so clearly a fan. Man, yeah. somebody posted a story <clears throat> about his comedy uh, after his death, mm-hmm. I guess like yesterday or something. That um, It was I a while. Know. It was a while ago. When after his death, like a hundred years ago. Yeah, like it was like two years. <laughs> and I never heard this, and this is like kind of back to being about him as a comedian. I'm not trying to deter from him as a good person, I guess is what I'm saying. No, yeah, like, but please, I want to read but, some uh, stories. He, I had never heard this, and I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. It is maybe, I don't know, man. It's a tough call, but it's maybe like the most brilliant comedy idea I've ever heard. And I think it might be, and it might be my whole life. Somebody posted that he... Did, he was the headliner at some show. He was doing an hour. He, he walked out, and at the beginning of his headlining set, at the beginning of his set, every Richard set, it would go one of two ways, what I ever saw. Either he would walk up very slowly and quietly, and very quietly and calmly say the craziest shit you've ever heard, or he would walk on stage like the fucking Tasmanian devil and be insane and scream and stuff. And so I guess he ran on stage and he's like, he has a banana, rips the banana open, just shoves the fucking whole thing in his mouth and just eats a whole goddamn banana while he's being all weird about it. Throws the banana peel on the ground, does an hour of stand up, says good night and then slips on the banana peel. (laughs) That's like the funniest. That's like the best. How do you? That's the most incredible bit I've ever heard of. You can't. Ever. Here's the thing: it's like it slaughters, and then like people can't even tell it to other people. They're like the funniest thing I ever right. saw. Well, to I, like I, he slipped on banana peel. I swear, the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's incredible because it was obviously like oh uh, completely premeditated. <laughs> he like, oh, I gotta get a banana, and then to like set it up and just let the audience forget about it for an hour. And then, dude, <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah, he just, so just uh, gets into old stories. He's just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. He's a genius. It's yeah. just like, and you know, okay, so it makes sense. Like, he's really tight with um, some comics who also really love to, like, do real life comedy. Like, basically, pranksters. Do, yeah, do pranks. Tricks. 
yeah, where it could be borderline hurt your feelings, but like, <laughs> sure. but um, here, yeah, I'll just read some. Like, pe- I've, I've retweeted a ton that people. Uh, oh, cool. Of uh, stories people him. posted. That's great. Yeah. Like, honestly, this photo that I posted just on Instagram of him, like, has such a great backstory, which is just him doing comedy. He has a microphone, but he's doing like an Ollie on stage with a skateboard and he was doing jokes while doing skateboard tricks on stage this is at bridgetown where it was like yeah at like the the bar of the hotel we were all in or some crazy (laughs) shit just like wearing a backpack doing fucking kickflips man it's so fucking that's like you know it's i don't want to draw the exact comparison to zach galifianakis but there are certain people who are just pure comedy yeah it's like he a common thing people say after his death here is kind of like, how could this man not be so famous? Right. Like literally somebody who's that creative nonstop. Um, yeah. You know, I think. Karen Kilgariff, I was talking to her about it the other day and she said the most interesting thing to me, God, I love her and her perspective on, on comedy and life is so great. And she, I was like freaking out about Richard and about, the state of the world and comedy and everything. And I was like, what the fuck dude said exactly what you just said. What the fuck? Why, how, what the fuck? Why wasn't this guy bigger? And she goes, you know what? The people who make decisions on the industry side of who gets on TV and stuff, they see someone like Richard and they think, well, he's all done. I can't develop this. I can't do anything for him. And so why would I put him on TV? I would rather put someone on TV that I can help mold. And I think that's true. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I bet executives have literally said that to her, like what their yeah. philosophy is. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I give the inventive people a chance? <laughs> well, that would ruin my Machiavellian schemes. <laughs> Where I'm the architect. You don't understand. It's a cathedral of suffering I'm building out of people's psyches. Have you heard Master yeah. of Puppets? I mean, uh. yeah. <laughs> this will all work out. It's my master plan. Have, I mean, it's like David Koresh level of like, oh, I just want to manipulate people. Yeah, And that's why people who are like true free thinkers, like that's the thing is like Richard, every set was like, uh, you know, a, there was a thought to it where a lot of times we were stuck in slow motion of like, how do I just even do comedy? He was like, how do I have, how do I make myself laugh tonight? Which is the best. Everyone yeah. wants to see that. It's, yeah. I mean, that's true to the spirit of what, you know, uh, comedy is. And I mean, it comes with a lot of weight. I'm sure like, I'm, I think he was pretty upset about all of, you know, the career yeah. stuff. I mean, on a very real level. And we were talking about this before, um we started recording but it's been through my mind quite a bit that it's like i can't help but feel kind of an anger towards the universe and it's just that like if this quarantine wasn't happening if this all wasn't happening like i really think my friend would be alive right now and me too i can't like just shake how unfair it is (laughs) yeah and logically, all the then the stuff pours out where you're like, because he's so talented, he was such a great person. But it's just like, it's just, just like, why can't I see my friend after all this? When this is over for ourselves, and we're done with this, like, 
I'm just worried, you know? I, uh, man, yeah. I want to say something else about that that I was saying to you off mic, which <clears throat> I want to say, especially to, I, it's going to start with me talking about myself and I'm not trying to make this about me, but I, it's something I, I realized and I'll get to the point, to a point, I promise. But to comedians who are listening and to people who are um, involved in a s- larger scene, uh, a scene that involves like so many people that there are like little scenes within it, like we are in the L.A. comedy scene. And yeah. I would say specifically our like east side, the alt comedy scene is what the term people have used the most. Um, that alt scene spanned the country by a certain point, and, you know, there were shows, we would all do the same shows, Too Much Fun in Denver, The Grawlicks in Denver, uh, Comedy Over Everything in Bridgetown in Portland, um, you know what I mean, Sure Thing in Austin, like, we all know each other, and, uh, and it was, it became socially terrifying for me, and I know, I realized after Richard died that I had been removing myself from it, because I very, very frequently felt sad hanging out inside of our scene and i know that it's because i bring low self-esteem to the table i know that and uh i i knew it at the time but i never knew it in the moment because that's what depression is i think and i and i i have realized that like look it's fine i i'm alive uh a lot of my friends are alive there's time to see those who are and i will be working on it but that's why i bring it up I have slowly removed myself more and more from the comedy scene while still um, doing my best to have a positive uh, involvement in it. But the so- it was so socially saddening and terrifying in little ways. And I want you, if you're listening, to pay attention to how you feel when you hang out to people because I know that I personally did this. I would tell a joke, people, someone wouldn't laugh, and I would be like, they don't like me. I, or I would be like, Someone looked at me weird at a party, and I would be like, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. Someone wouldn't acknowledge me walking by oh, at a party, yeah. and I would be like, they don't like yeah, me. And then yeah. I would carry that little memory with me, and then slowly over time, I developed these feelings. Mm-hmm. And then Richard died, and I was like, God, I love these people, and I love yeah. them. And none of that was that. And I think the reason I say all this is I think that we all do that way more than we realize and there's a lot more love in this family and this big group than you and your like way you're like like depressed way lens that you look through can interpret and i just like hope that we can wade through those cobwebs more and focus on the grander feeling of love and family moving forward yeah. Because I certainly haven't seen a lot of the people that I really like and love in recent years and throughout my whole life because of my own belief that there's something wrong with me. Yeah. I've been feeling yeah. that way, too. I mean, very much so. Where, like, I mean, uh, I'm sorry to hear that also, uh, I should say. But, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like... Um, it's, it's weird. Like some of the things that are totally beneficial to your mental health, like social interaction and stuff, like maybe I, I felt the pressure that like I was eventually it was just my entire life is just 
going to parties, feeling like people are upset at me. How does this affect my career? What's going forward? I did this show. That person didn't talk to me. Oh, I forgot to say hi to him. Now I, now I owe him. Oh, that's a big one. Now I'm a piece of shit because I, because if you're the type of brain that's like, they looked at me weird, then -hmm. every time you look at someone weird accidentally, you think it's all over. it, it felt like I was overdosing on social interaction and I completely cut myself off. Like I've really, I've Me chastised too. myself and like, of course my wife has been like, you need to get out more like, and I'd have friends in the same boat. And I think it's a common thing of just like, I, I, I feel like I overdosed on the amount of anxiety I was getting. Yes doing all that social interaction on all those parties. And I didn't know how to scale it back to where it was just some. So I had to just cut it out. And then I didn't know how to start it back up again. And I, and I hear you where it's like Richard's death is like kind of a reminder of that. And, um, but I just want you to know that you're not alone. And like, I think it's, it's not like you did anything wrong or I did anything wrong, but like sometimes we need to take a break and it's like, you're right. Something like this really does make you value the things that you always valued. It just br- brings them into sharper focus, you know? Absolutely, man. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the reality I think of being human is you, you have, you also have to see people in order to remember your and their humanity. How yeah. many times in your life have you been mad at someone just mad and like in your head mad and then you see them in person and you're like oh i love them <laughs> I know. no it's literally happened it's literally happened where i was like i don't know i'm gonna fucking deal with this piece of shit and then like you hug i hugged them right away like i was just like hey i miss you because it's like you can't deny when you have a bond and you can be mad at people for sure but that's exactly it's like you know the people who really you just have nothing to you have no fucks to give like you don't even think about them but it's like if someone kind of upsets you there maybe is a deeper reason that you love them like family and you just you know you can't fucking believe they're pissing you off like that you know um it's another thing i think that's hard if you have low self-esteem or 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 even if you don't just being a person that like someone I at least I should say speak from my perspective. It's really hard for me to remember that someone being mad at me doesn't mean they hate me. Actually, to your point, it quite means the opposite. It means they care. They yeah. care about how. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's weird to be like, oh, okay, so that prison guard is he just loves me. That's why he's. Uh, okay. oh, that's why, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be yeah, funny yeah, if it. you just didn't understand. You're like, oh, you're in love with me. <laughs> Oh, I get it. You're beating me and not beating me. This dude wants to kiss me. Oh, <laughs> right. This dude wants to be my girlfriend. <laughs> right, 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 right. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, here's one of the best um, men. Brandon Walsh had some funny stuff about it all. And, you know, sincere stuff, too. I mean, not every... I was oscillating between uh, laughing myself silly and yeah. uh, dude, Brendan, crying, you know. But, uh, I'm not mean to cut you off. This will be so quick. Brendan, <laughs> one of my favorite things uh, about comedians mourning for comedians is that those uh, those who know the comic who died really well uh, will be so funny about it. And one of my yeah. favorite interactions I've ever seen happen ever, Brendan Walsh posted... <laughs> 
wow, I guess he really didn't want to do my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then Amy Miller commented, I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's been an opening. Yeah, I know. Dude, can I have Richard's dates? When all this is settled... (laughs) That's what I always do is when a comic's dead, I'm just like, Greg Geraldo's dates are up. Like, can I just call up all the theaters? Dude, at Bridgetown one year, I was on a show where Steph Tolov was on it and Gilbert Lowen from Atlanta was hanging out in front and Steph had to leave because she had a rash on her face. And Sure. Yeah. And sure. Gilbert goes, uh, Gilbert goes, hey, um, so you're not going to do your spot then, right? Because <laughs> I got 10 minutes. Like, you know, if you want to tell them that I yeah. can do your time. <laughs> And she was like, who are you? Fuck you. And uh, <laughs> What? No, he's perfect. No, it was so funny. She just didn't know him. It was funny. That's so uh, funny. What yeah. an opportunistic guy. Damn, sorry. Did I steal that Brendan story? I'm sorry. No, I, I was just going to say that t- uh, too. You know what mine was? Uh, when Richard mm-hmm. died, I was like, um, another comedian silenced by the Clintons. Dude, I have quoted that tweet to so many people, man. Just it, dig a little deeper, guys. The Epstein one. There were like two or three about that <laughs> shit. It was really funny, man. I uh, <laughs> like being like, it was kind of the thing that Georgia really made me laugh with. Like, what if what if Richard's just alive? <laughs> right. What if Richard's just fucking with everybody? And I was like, man, that would be the best. Like, I, would, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, the, we were just laughing at the idea of, or, or you know what we really thought was super funny? If um nothing had happened to Richard, Richard's totally fine. He's in bed. And literally people haven't heard from him in like an hour. And people are like, Richard killed himself. <laughs> right. Richard's definitely killed himself. Like, yeah. oh, what? he's dead? Probably killed himself. <laughs> right. That's the one thing I will say. Like, what, when people were like, how'd he die? I was like, well, he killed himself. And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, there was no, like, what? I know. I've no done a lot of wondering. I, I, when people ask me what happened, I literally say, well, I heard he killed himself, but I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. like... I do. I haven't heard anything about what happened, and so there is a that's certain true. part of me that's like, are, I really hope people aren't just assuming. You I, know what? Okay, I will say that for posterity. As of right now, I am a friend that's grieving. I don't have all the information, but let's just say, winds up he was murder mystery. He was, uh, you know, it's right. an elaborate case, or or some sort of accident happened. But as far as I know from people, his roommates, like as close yeah. as possible, it appears right. that he took his life. I uh, got to go with the evidence. I had the the thought of it being like a hoax, too, because (laughs) I told you this at a party in San Francisco once at the at this festival. Richard came like running up to me and another person and was like, "Uh, hey, man, uh, Brendan Walsh is like bullying me at this party. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, he like walked up to me and he just like slapped me in the face and he told me to shut up and fuck off and all this stuff. He's just like, really? It's fucking fucked up, dude. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, it was so convincing that I hated Brendan for a full year until I saw them again at another party talking and laughing. And I walked up and told them that story and they were like, what, dude, that was a bit. (laughs) And it was like a bit. They probably didn't even remember later that night. Yeah. Like if later that night you even brought it up, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, that was forever ago." Yeah, yeah totally. It was. I like... wanted man. <laughs> he would make me jealous. Like both of them. Like do in the sense like it. Life's just one big bit. You know. Like yeah. I. I know they have. <laughs> I'll say with Richard for sure. Mm-hmm. 
it's just clear depression that they'll talk about. But I mean, it's like, it's weird, man. It's this magnetic thing. Like he truly is like one of those individuals where, and that's why I say it's like, it's almost no surprise in a, in a lot of ways because I've known those sorts of individuals. They're, they're like, they're like electricity. They're, they're mm-hmm. so much alive. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of understand at a certain point you live long enough. You go, Oh, those are the people who tend to die. Um, right. Cause you know, they, they're so wild. Um, there was not, also, not I mean, way, on, yeah. if you like, look, I was watching a lot of his stand up <clears throat> the day. Yeah, folks, uh, do check out right now. Take a pause. Check out Richard Bain's truly stand up. Uh, B A I N Richard Bain. Check out his stuff. Totally. There's a bunch of clips. Um, not enough. Mm-hmm. Definitely not enough. But there are a handful of clips on YouTube, and I think people. If you search for his name on Twitter, people are posting I've jokes of his and videos of his, too. totally, yeah. which is great. Um, actually, Alec Cole, A-L-E-C space C-O-L-E, posted a full set of his Whoa. from a show in Humboldt oh, I'm recently. Yeah, it's so it's great, dude. I can't wait. It's great, too, because it's Richard is really being himself, and the crowd like takes a while to get in the rhythm of it. <laughs> Dude, dude. Okay, so like, I, I definitely like, you know, I, I think about Brody Stevens yeah. every now and then, and like, I get very sad. But I'll watch his clips, and man, like, watching his, he has a special that is like one of the most absurd comedy specials because it's so barely good, <laughs> so barely right. like it's holding on. It was like recorded with iPhones, but the, the footage is very quality. But basically, it's like. He, he recorded it at 1 a.m. at the comedy store. Right. But it's like, I watch it and I just, I've <laughs> yeah. watched it now like five times. And each time I laugh more and more because I'm like, this is so Brody. This is such a perfect capturing yeah. of what this guy was. It's like, it, it would be false to be like, and Brody just came out and the crowd went nuts. And like, it was like, no, it's like, he's so subversive. That's why he's so important. Yeah, you know, like totally. he wasn't doing what everybody else was doing. Uh, Richard, I yeah, th- like thinking about him. I it, talking about the darkness. I mean, um, his jokes were all so silly and funny. But then I was watching a bunch of them on the day, uh, and realizing like, oh yeah, I mean, he like really. There was so much darkness, and he he really mm-hmm. dug the funny out of it. And one of his jokes was, "Man, <laughs> fuck, dude, it's so funny." Uh, man, um, I had a cool mom. I had one of those cool moms, you know. She would pound beers with me, you know, like when I was in the womb or whenever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss it, man. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, one of his jokes so I think good. about all the time is he's like. <laughs> Hey, I've kind of realized I do some stuff that's maybe bad. Like, um, I got a question. Hey, any of you dudes out there, do you guys uh, wash your legs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, again, how could this person kill themselves? (laughs) All they're talking about is how they're so depressed they can't bathe. And I'm like, fucking me, dude. (laughs) I know. No, I know. It's like, yeah. And I think the one this that is, like, I think there's so many comics, yeah, who yeah, the quotable, the like really hyper quotable joke 
that pops into my head all the time is when he just says Barack Obama. <laughs> Where he talks about how Barack Obama's yeah. name sounds like a Barack corn song. Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> That's it. But it's like it would slaughter. He wouldn't oh, do yeah. it like open with it and get nothing. He would do it at times where it was perfect. And it, yeah. that's the thing. It's like he had such a sense of self. Like yeah. if he kind of thought the crowd was uptight or shitty, he'd do the Pratt Falls. Yeah. Or he totally. could do it, you know, whenever he really wanted. But I'm saying, like, he'd play the crowd. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and he understood when it was like, you could do a corn joke. <laughs> Dude. I mean, man, saying Barack Obama like it's a corn lyric is, damn, it might be the funniest joke. Like, you know what I mean? Chris Garcia does that bit where he does, like, uh, yeah. an impression of a homeless. I'm going to put it on the no matter what. Okay. He does that bit where he does like a, a, a homeless guy who only speaks in 90s rock lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then like that, it's up there with that. We're like, no one's not going to laugh at this. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why don't we take a break and, uh, and then we'll come back and, and read some more stories yeah. from him that we found. Cool. sex machines we're back we're blasting we're coming all over the place we got the big titty squad coming out to all the listeners this has been a fun episode hell Hope yeah all- make yeah. sure you check out snowpiercer on tnt yeah why man shit should we should we have a sincere conversation about who is that show for <laughs> like Man, why are, why is my friend dead and that audience is still alive? <laughs> I, I want to well, see it. Jennifer Connelly needed something to do, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know her from ass to ass. I don't yeah, know yeah. her from anything else. She's other the than labyrinth girl ass. and the ass to ass girl. And uh... <laughs> Dude, I remember that part of labyrinth. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like, labyrinth. Way out of this maze, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, labyrinth Dude, is yeah. definitely my favorite addiction movie. It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, addicted to babies. Cute baby, mm, give me that baby. I want to. I want to hug him. Put him up against my mouth. Mm, I love a good cute baby. Oh, I forgot that 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 movie was about how David Bowie wanted to eat a baby or whatever. Yeah, he wants to snort babies. It was like a documentary his, about uh, David Bowie's baby. real life. <laughs> <laughs> Labyrinth, the documentary about David Bowie. <laughs> Damn, that's so funny, dude. Why did they make a Snowpiercer TV show? Uh, I don't know. I mean, here, it's like the, I love Snowpiercer. I think it's yeah, great, but it's, great. it's kind of like I if I see Goodfellas, I don't then want to watch Goodfellas the TV show. I'm like, you nailed it. There's <laughs> right. I, there's nothing more I can get from this. Like, yeah. Please, please stop. Yeah. There's no more source material. You're making up source material. So just stop. Hey, here's an idea. Write a new script. I've never heard of one of those. <laughs> Hampton, <laughs> maybe all those... Should... Yeah, I think maybe that you and I, and I honestly, maybe I kind of mean this. We should maybe give up the y'all everything <laughs> and make a show called Please okay. Stop, where we're just like, why did you make this fucking show? Please stop. <laughs> we do British accents. Please stop. Please, please. Um, a tup, a tuppence, if you would stop. Please, sir, stop. You're the um, proper one. Not good. And I'm like the Cockney drunk Northerner one, mm-hmm. where I'm like, fucking oh, stop yeah. it. 
<laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, but it's kind of like that. I guess my point is like, there are millions of ideas being made that just never get actually made into stuff. Like people are constantly churning out new ideas. And this really feels like someone's like, Oh, new TV show. Oh shit. Um, uh, and he like looks around his office and he sees Snowpiercer like on, you know, DVD. He's yeah. like, Snowpiercer, the TV show. And <laughs> right. we'll just build, we'll build it out. No, we don't know where it goes. Like they don't know. They don't have a story that they have to tell. They're literally just like, that was successful. Let's do that. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, literally that show happened because an exec was like, I'm going to lose my job if I don't make money. What already made money. That's all yeah. it was. And then they like I sent a fucking email to the producer of the movie. And I guarantee it wouldn't happen. I mean, it's like, I, I, I love the director of Parasite, but like if his name wasn't constantly being talked about as like the director of uh, uh, Snowpiercer and Parasite and stuff like th- this just wouldn't have the steam. Yeah. And it's like, he's not even associated with it. He was the thing that made it good. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's E.T. the television show without Steven Spielberg. It's like, who gives a shit? Why do this? Have you heard the story? I the sto- I think about the story of James Cameron pitching Aliens all the time. And the you know the thing is that Aliens is good, so it's maybe not the best example, but it does really show how Hollywood works. Apparently, the pitch <laughs> meeting was he went in in front of the studio execs. And on a whiteboard, in dry erase marker, he wrote the word alien, and then he stopped and looked at them. And then he wrote an S at the end of the word alien and looked at them. And then he turned around and turned the S into a dollar sign and sat down. It's over, man. Yeah. And, and like, and he's like stressing about it all week where he's yeah. like telling his wife, he's just like, I don't think they're going to go for it. I don't know. I have to, I came up with something brilliant. <laughs> right. But I don't have a script. I don't See, know what okay. it is. <laughs> Hon- honey, hear me out. I know you don't have much faith in me. You know how S's, <laughs> they, they kind of look like the dollar bill symbol. <laughs> I, I mean, like he's like has, talking to Catherine Bigelow. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like fuck you. She, I, yeah, <laughs> she's like, this is the mental abuse I'll be citing in interviews later. Like him <laughs> thinking I don't understand how S's look like dollar bill symbols. This is the abuse. She's literally writing oh, Zero Dark Thirty. Like, would you shut up? I fucking... I love you. That's so funny. <laughs> she's she's such a good filmmaker, dude. Maybe she didn't write she's Zero Dark Thirty, but she's great. Um. I no, imagine she later he's, she he's fucking like, took out Osama. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> she lived it. She took out Osama, dude. <laughs> dude. All right, I, let's keep that rumor going. <laughs> she I, she writes Osama on a whiteboard and then puts a dollar bill symbol through the S. Good <laughs> 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 gentlemen, Osama without <laughs> like, dollar bill. I love the idea too that maybe James Cameron like that was the only idea he ever had. So later he's like, he's like, okay, Avatar, but the R is for rupees, you know? Yeah. Did that work? No. Yeah. Does that work? 
as a turd. Yeah, I swear, man. That's just, that's a that's a really funny story that is a hundred percent true. Yeah, definitely. that's that's a definitely true. I mean, I'm sure his pitch was longer, but what a bold opener to just totally. be like, you you guys are gonna be fucking full of money diapers. You're all gonna be buying gold diapers because you're gonna <laughs> like doing that kind of you're shit. Be shitting money. You're gonna be shitting money. You're gonna need gold diapers and like. Whoa, settle down, dude. Just tell us what this idea is. There's Ripley's. There's Ripley's everywhere. There's aliens everywhere. Multiple Ripley's. Multiple aliens. Dude, if he called the movie Ripley's, that's so funny, dude. Multiple Scorning Weavers showing up. They're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? He's like, I got what people really like about aliens. Okay, I got an idea. It's called Titanics. Mm. All right. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> oh my god! Follow up. Titanics. <laughs> what could be more? What could be more scary than one Titanic? And the Multiple. S. And the S, if you could see, is a Euro. I think it'll do big in Europe. It's a bunch of okay. That <laughs> scene to then a bunch of astronauts on like a very far off world, and they find a body that's all like mucus sealed up against a wall, and the guy like blinks open. He's like, "Kill me, kill me!" And then a, a fucking steam ship comes out of the center of his his chest. There's Titanic's. Yeah. Like a boat comes out of his chest. Oh, yeah, kill me! Kill me! An entire like a like a like a six piece uh, orchestra comes out of his chest, and then oh, they still played me. while he was dying. Uh, you, gentlemen, you're gonna need money diapers <laughs> for all the money you're gonna be shitting. Well, that was that was fun. That I needed was fun. I needed uh, laughing. Yeah, I've let's been, de- let's cut it out. Let's delete it. Yeah, if we could get rid of that. This is uh, <laughs> talking about my friend who would not enjoy such <laughs> yeah. funny stuff. That's he didn't like thing. laughing. I, I will say that I mean, man, comics are very different from other people. Thank God. But like, uh, <laughs> like when when he when the Richard's dead, it's like I like that there are jokes and like we can mm-hmm. also celebrate how funny he was, but also like just joking about our own depression about our fucking mutual friend being dead, you know? And, yeah. Uh, totally. That's been helpful. I've been checking out, like, here's, <laughs> I just want to read some maybe of his tweets. Yeah, please do. Cause I was loving these right up until the day. <laughs> I'm going to pull his Twitter up too. He's so good. At I love Twitter. this. He was doing some dumb shit recently. He was, but, but here's one. He goes, uh, yo mama's so fat. She uses Pocky as a toothpick. <laughs> oh man dude he's so funny i'm gonna actually go to i wonder if fave star still works you remember fave star um i don't think it does but check yeah i want to see what his like I most favorite oh i want to see what his most favorited tweets were you keep going though <laughs> he did this one recent during the court during the quarantine, uh, it was just a life moment thing. He goes, I heard a guy behind me in line to get into the grocery store say exactly, I can't believe I'm waiting in line. I've never waited in line in my life. <laughs> right, I saw that one. <laughs> like, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> God damn it, he's so fucking so funny. funny. <laughs> uh, and a great brain. Like, he definitely, like, it's he never like had maybe uh, too much of a message or anything, but it's like, I think the sentiment was there. <laughs> it's like, 
he would make t- jokes like that, you know? Yeah, totally. All right, let's see here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just zoomed a breakup. <laughs> uh, you know. Dude, CVS, COVID-19 virus station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man. my God. Hey, yeah, let's go way down. My personality is a grower, not a shower. <laughs> Leap year, <What>? bitch. <laughs> Why do they always have romantic comedies on at Planned Parenthood? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, this is amazing. This is very specific to something comedians think is funny. <laughs> I like to see photos of stockbrokers on the New York Stock Exchange with their hands over their mouths in utter shock that the Dow is low. <laughs> Yeah, the what's up, baby? Uh, me talking to a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, my god, I miss my friend. I miss my friend. Yeah, me too. Uh, (laughs) do bugs fart? That's a pretty good one. That would be a closer, man. Do bugs fart? (laughs) Like. Shit, man. That's That's pretty great. Dude, listen to this one. I've done so many key bumps with my car keys, my car has started pitching me screenplay ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's so. Oh, my God. Okay, here's one that's very on point, uh, very sad. I'm so chill about my inevitable death until it's time to die. That might have been wow. a, that might have been a cry for help, but honestly, in the moment, I get the joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm so chill I, about my inevitable death until it's time to actually die. I've just been scrolling through his Twitter, and I just I'll just like scroll a bunch and then stop. And I stopped on November twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Happy to announce today is my suicide anniversary. <laughs> that's, that's real. I, he had like. A, an attempt i mean you know uh yeah and like he was yeah. very open about it this is what i'm saying is like he would tell you about this sort of stuff you know yeah i'm sorry i felt like i was kind of cutting you off about no you weren't it's just a thing that i um i talked to him a lot during that time where he yeah. attempted he was on suicide watch and he attempted and um we talked on the phone a lot he reached out like i mean a bunch of friends that we know like are talking about what that experience was like. And I mean, yeah, I'm actually pretty proud of the scene. Everyone at least is very like, um, no one's like, you know, I could have done more or anything like that. It's just like, I think, uh, I think I'm on point when I say if this fucking quarantine wasn't happening, I'd have my fucking friend here. And it's like, you know, Anyways, right, so, sorry. Uh, no, while you were saying that, it's my bad. While you were saying that, I just looked at one of his tweets and it made me laugh super hard. And it Please. says, when all else fails, just remember you can be a mummy with a boner. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that one earlier. Was that on Halloween or was that not even on Halloween? Which would be so... Oh, it is on uh, It is on Halloween. Oh, I see. Oh. Oh, I saw so that funny. one. I was like, this is super funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> My horoscope said I'm Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my dude. God. One of my resolutions this year is to try stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, 
man. I, I, <laughs> I haven't read this whole tweet, but it's like a paragraph, and I'm just going to guess it's good. Here we go. <laughs> I just watched a disgruntled old white guy in line at Wendy's complain about how long his salad is taking by saying, I thought you might have went to the garden to get it, and that motherfucker bombed. No one laughed. (laughs) 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 Fucking served. Dude, this this one goes with that, I'd say. Um, Another live reporting. He goes, an old woman just got up from the bar and farted, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I saw that. Oh my god, dude! I wish they could have been there. If I could pay a thousand dollars, that's the limit. That's as high as I'm gonna go. I'd like <laughs> to be there on that day to see my dead friend. <laughs> but that's as high. That's as high as I can go. <laughs> I don't think you would expect you to pay more than that. You know, we all we got mouths to feed. <laughs> I'm just. Tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to buy some DVDs later, so I can't spend the entire. You know. Here's the last one I'm going to say. I feel like this is an amazing way to end. <clears throat> Three words and an emoji. Hawaiians love cum. Flower emoji. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, this one's pretty good. Okay, so this is when the Joker movie came out. Mm-hmm. And people were worried, you know, there'd be violence and stuff. So he goes... The only shooting I'll be doing at the Joker movie is my load. (laughs) (laughs) What? Guys, right? Fucking great. I mean, so, yeah, you're right. It just goes goes on and on. I hope uh, everyone is taking care of themselves uh, who's listening to this. You know, I think we needed to talk about our friend, and there was no real way around that. Yeah. but I think it really drove home, like, you know, as I'm saying, like, I just can't not think about how hard this time is on people. And I just want you to know that it's like, I don't know, I, never, I, I, I don't want to say it's been corny, like uh, the stuff, you know, we always say. Right. <laughs> about just like, just stay here, you know, or something like that. But it's like, I just want you to know how much this feels like I've lost something. This just feels like such the definition of loss. And uh, it's, it makes you, it feels like I'm less of a person in a lot of ways because I don't have that thing anymore. And it's, I know I'll grow and go on, but it's like, I won't have Richard anymore. And, you know, I think my friends have that same feeling. And uh, that's just something I, I just, I felt before with suicide that that have been around me you know but this one is like this is someone who we we knew for like a decade or more you know and very you know pretty closely and so it's just like i don't know that that loss is kind of so extreme man i i just i know that you can sometimes feel like you almost want to hurt people by committing suicide but it's like i just i don't know if you know how like it feels like a, a act of violence is almost done against me, you know? <clears throat> yeah. And it's, uh, it's for that reason. I don't know. Just, just something I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm glad we did, but, but I mean, it's I'll fine. say this too. Yeah, and I, fine. I'm not saying this, um, to, um, I'm not fishing. I'm saying it for a point. I feel guilty because I didn't, I hadn't seen him in a while. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, one of those reasons in quarantine, but one of those reasons too is what I said earlier about like feeling crazy socially and not being able to handle it and um, removing myself a lot. And um, yeah, I I know how life is and I'm not saying that that feeling is how people should feel or that I'm some kind of piece of shit, but it's a feeling I have guilty and sad. Yeah. Having not seen him or talked to him in a while and not, and, and then of course that I never will fucking get to again. And I guess I just like, if you're feeling that way about Richard or anyone else that you lose, it's not, uh, well, certainly the death isn't your fault, but like not seeing a person in a while, life is hard. Everyone reacts to it weird. It's okay. But I hope that you like hear this and take this and remember that like those little moments, uh, the like social divisions that happen between you and people you love, yeah. um, you can just wipe it away mm-hmm. and just move forward and and just like spread love as much as possible. Um, and that's like, yeah, that's really what I'm going to try to do. Cause yeah. I really do feel like this scene is a family and I, I just miss everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just miss everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. It feels like all like the little petty stuff kind of starts to get, um, just not seem as important, you know? And you know, and like you, realize, you said earlier, yeah. I think if you're depressed for me a lot, it's like, it's really a lot of worrying that I'm, I I did something wrong, whatever it could have been the smallest things ever. And they metastasize into like, like I'm not wanted here or whatever, but you're wanted here. You're wanted here. Unless someone, unless you do something so wrong that everyone is like, (laughs) please stop hurting everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Dude, it'd be great. I mean, like dream scenario, like Richard just blasts Dude, all of us in, in the letter, you know, like he's like, and Hampton, <laughs> you let me down, man. Oh, dude. like what? Just... How come I never got an invite to one of your summer parties? And I'll be, oh, I'll, like go through all of my Facebook invites and be like, how did I, 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 I didn't invite him. Like what the fuck? Like, I'll have like slip through. And it's did like, you see shit. Augie Smith's tweet? Augie Smith said, um, um, I just want to inform all the comedians that they found his suicide note and Richard <laughs> left me all his jokes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really good. And then Augie honestly posted a photo um, of his his kids playing with Richard. And it was like such a beautiful video. It fully shows his personality. He's in the text. Augie was like, Richard didn't even know the camera was on. But like, look at this video. And it's like, Richard fully committing to a bit with a kid <laughs> playing with him. Like the kid would like tap him with his tricycle. And then Richard's like, Ow, Oh, you're killing me. You know, like right. playing it up. And it's like, <laughs> he's just, he didn't have to do that. Like yeah. he didn't have to play that, you know, that nice. <laughs> totally. <laughs> kids. He could have just been like, Hey, what's up? I'm here to hang with my friend. <laughs> yeah. Can we go somewhere else, dude? I'm just not in the mood. Can we go get a coffee or something? Can we get out of here? <laughs> right. No, instead he's like fucking around. Playing you know? with this kid. Uh, I don't know. It really, it really speaks to his character. The yeah. dude was just like a lot of joy. Yeah. Yeah, it was Folks, just like... Check out check out Richard Bain stuff. Please look at Richard Bain. I, hope I that just have these like visual memories of him like just walking up to me and just saying the kindest thing ever. Yeah, I don't have 
almost any stories of him doing anything wild in front yeah. of me. Like maybe him doing drugs, but that's not like, I mean, that's that's fine. That's most of my friends. <laughs> and like, yeah. and like, I do remember like doing JFL and just laughing a bunch. And then like kind of in the hotel lobby at JFL, we'd all done new faces or like new faces unwrapped. We're all just there and like about to leave. And he's like really quiet, like sitting with a, a raincoat and like, he looks like the Unabomber, like he's got sunglasses and everything. I'm like, dude, what's up? And he's like, I just took an edible a while back for the flight and it's just hitting me so much harder than wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to. And I'm just so high right now. And like, it was funny, but not like overly funny. It was just like, that's, a, you know, he's just being real. He's just like, I, I just want to chill out. <laughs> wow. And it was like, that's not a story by any means, but it was like, I just remember stuff like that. Little things like just seeing them and being like, Hey man, how's it going? What's going on? Oh, you're too high. Oh, okay, cool, man. I'm just going to sit over here. Let's just, let's all just be calm and hang <laughs> for the buses that are coming to pick up the comics. It felt like summer camp, like your yeah. friend being like, my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Let's just sit by each other on the bus and go home. Yeah. I have a lot of just little memories of him being like, just, just being like, that was so funny to me or somebody else just like walking up to them and being like, what the fuck? That was so funny, man. He was so giving. Yes. Yeah. Look him up, watch his stand up, please. And, uh, celebrate him, celebrate I, his life. I've said it like 5 million times, but just like, please remember that, um, one of the things that happens to you when you're sad is you isolate and you either think it's your fault or can like let an argument metastasize and like, uh, like let it breathe. Be easy on yourself. Be easy on your friends, please. Because you love them. Yeah. And reach out if you can. I mean, I will say that this is really, it's un- it's a completely unfortunate, of course, but like as with stuff, even in my own family, like this whole coronavirus thing has led to a lot more reaching out and totally. kind of talking to people that I haven't talked to uh, yeah. in, uh, or, you know, that much, you know, so, and I'm going to keep doing it, man. Like it's absolutely where my priorities are is to kind of, like, I want to at least walk away from this being like, I'm happy with some of my relationships that I just completely didn't have the time for or had abandoned, you know, because I thought it'd be too hard to, like, kick back that friendship up or something, you know? Totally. Anyway, you guys, we're giving away a couple of goofy shirts. Y'all want to get y'all ever to right into y'all ever podcast. <laughs> they say more like no piercer. Um... <laughs> um how about a yes here sir you know what's so funny too is like I... if you're watching the video on youtube mm-hmm. i got a little distracted over the past couple minutes because um i didn't we recorded at a different time this week and i didn't communicate that with my roommate so at the very end here while we were like being very earnest like goodbye richard say you love your friends reach out to people he started taking a shower and blasting music and singing and i could hear it <laughs> so we're like god nice. i miss him and he's like every rose has its thorn or whatever he's saying I, uh... <laughs> he's getting poisoned in Hell the shower yeah, yeah. poison shower <laughs> chris your roommate always um, poison man, showers we didn't read any of your emails uh this week and I, I i think you understand why we're gonna read one of them though on our patreon bonus episode which is patreon.com slash y'all ever if you want to hear more of us this week and uh and if not um you know we say this every week because it's true you're like the best most supportive fans and audience i've ever fucking had and yeah. you're the best. 
I've been feeling that way, especially with this. And, um, you know, if you guys, I know Facebook is completely lame, but there is a Facebook group for this podcast, uh, like y'all ever podcast group on, on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I, I really do love seeing how supportive people are there, uh, with helping people who are in just tr- in trouble. There's also like people being funny and just trying to get each other through the day and this sort of thing. I don't know. It really, in reference to remembering how important it is to build a network of friends and be supportive and like mob up, like really have like a network of people around you that care about you and you're talking to, because this is just such an incredibly difficult time, you know, and uh, it's not corny. It's not corny to want love or affection and, you know, friendship. Um, It's actually what's going to keep you okay. I've been Hampton. We should do this too. Matter of fact, I'm doing one later tonight with Simon. If you want to join, uh, and Aristotle, you too. Um, I've been doing like just having having a beer or two over Zoom with people at night. Like at first, I was doing like scheduling a Zoom hang, and it would be like a few of us, and we would get wasted. But now I try to do it like a a bunch of nights every week. And just everyone's in there for like an hour or so. And then we're like, all right, see you soon. Just like we're hanging out, you know? Yeah. And I it's... can kind of see some differences that are happening. This is like real observational kind of comedy. But like, basically, you can tell people who are doing a lot of this, like Google Hangouts, Zoom, they're talking to people on screens and then the people who have just not done it yet. Yeah. Because I was yeah. like, I was talking with somebody and like, we're working on like this project together. And like, you know, we were like, oh, let's do a, a call on Friday. And I was like, oh, let's do like a, a Zoom hangout. It'd be nice to see your face. I haven't seen you in like fucking years. So it's talking. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> well, we can do that. And I was like, dude, you're going to be begging me for a Zoom hangout. Shit, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, I get it. Because at first I was like, I, I for years have been like, I literally can't do Facebook, you know, or FaceTime. Yeah. Like, I was like, it just bothers me to the nth degree to stare at my phone and pretend it's a person. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking I'll FaceTime suck your dick. I don't give a shit. Please. Anything. Absolutely. Absolutely anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever you want. I'll Whatever you want. I'm yeah. a little girl. I'm a little girl. I'll go ask to ask with my phone. I'll ask to ask. <laughs> I'll reenact the entire movie Snowpiercer for you so you don't have to watch the show. Dude. Uh, <laughs> app to app. On your phone. Okay. There it okay. Is. Maybe. maybe. Wow. No, it's, it, okay, it wasn't as good. Wasn't 100%, as good as I 100% good. <laughs> not, not very good. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to go. All right. Uh, Check out we'll that see... Patreon. And you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, glad you're alive. We'll see you we next time. appreciate you. Take care. Bye. Bye. A podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.